We'll see what happens. I'll play the song here, my favorite part. <laughs> what could it be? You can only see me bopping around. That's all I can see. <laughs> well, you know it's something snappy. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. All right. <laughs> that, of course, the great... Donna Summers, she works hard for the money, and uh, not a she, but the man I will say is the hardest working man in the H-Berg FFL, working those phones, making those deals, the trade king, the reigning defending H-Berg FFL champion, and of course, the voice of the Broadway Fighting Gobblers, Micah Morris back for the first time in 2021 on the Hberg FFL podcast. How are you, my good man? Uh, I'm one in four, so I'm not I'm not <laughs> great, but <laughs> well, I, um, you're, you're one in three. No, let's not get ahead. What, of ourselves. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, one in three. It seems like one in four. This this is an unfamiliar position for you after the last couple of years. Um, how have you been coping? Um, it seems like the trade uh, the trade volume, if if it was even possible, has increased. Um, is has that been the way to kind of try to remedy uh, what you see, where some some holes or or uh, just some, you know, you just getting getting antsy or what's happening? Yeah, a little bit of both, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I've had bad luck for the last two years. I haven't played anybody that has had. I think one time, I think Mike last year uh, had like his his best week, and I hadn't. That hasn't happened to me in two years. And it's happening all every week. I mean, if you look at the standings, I've scored more points than Jason, mm-hmm. but he's he's three and one. Um, just just bad luck, and I, I haven't scored the points I've needed. So I've kind of just uh, I, I I'm not panicking, but I guess when yeah. you've made what six or however many trades it's been in the first month of the season, maybe there is some panic there. I don't know. It's exhausting. I, I'm just even seeing it. I, I try to think about trades, like when I and and uh, I look at teams' rosters and like, even you know before these waivers went through, and we'll, we'll get to that. Obviously, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick up uh, Williams and I'm gonna trade him to the David Montgomery owner, and it's just like it's just even thinking about it just just. Uh, is exhausting to me. So I don't know how you do it. I mean, I appreciate that you do it, I guess. Uh, not so much when I'm playing against you when you're you're stacking your team with all pros with these trades, but um, it's it's uh, it's impressive. I, I will I will give you that. Maybe I'm just a boring person with nothing better to do. My kid <laughs> my kids go to bed and I just sit there and look at fantasy football. Yeah, hey, there's know. there's something to be said for that, and and I I certainly appreciate what you're saying about the the points and and having the luck you know not go your way and we've said it many times it's been a common refrain on on this show that you know the, your points against is oftentimes more an indicator of your record than the points you've scored so you know that's uh so, sometimes the 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 cards don't fall in your favor or whatever that's not a saying well you know what uh, i mean i know exactly what you mean so it, that's how i felt for the last month so Hopefully turn it around this week. But hey, uh, I was gonna—I didn't post this in the thing, but um, I was gonna set the record straight. So you and Richard were talking last week. Oh, okay, let's clear. Let's this. let's let's clear yeah, the record. I don't. You you know, as soon as the as soon as I finish recording the show, everything that was said is out of my memory. <laughs> so I have no idea what I said. But what? I, but uh, yeah, please. 
No, no, no. Uh, Richard couldn't remember who I broadcast games with. Oh, so okay. with, with Broadway. So it's Joe Paxton. He's a former coach at Broadway. Uh, he, he was getting him confused with Joe Glick, the biology teacher, principal baseball coach at Harrisonburg a number of years ago. Yes. He actually does baseball with me. So oh, okay. Richard, Richard was half right, but don't tell him I said that. Okay. Well, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen when he's not on. That's the only time he hears the show. So your your secret is safe with me. Okay, good. All right. Well, without the thank you, thank you for setting the record straight. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it. Let's talk Hburg FFL. That's why you're here. Uh, let's go over Week Four action, and uh, we'll start with opponents. There's a big one. Paul Reiner's cockheads, one sixty. John B. Neff's fighting blue streaks, eighty four. Um, 160 points, 43 from Mahomes, 28 from Henry, 30 from Eckler, 36 from Debo, um, and uh, that's good for 160. The 160, the fifth highest score in the illustrious uh, history of the Cockheads franchise. Anytime you get over 160, that's a big, that's a big number. For sure. Uh, it, it definitely is. And when you look at the top half of his team, and it, he's he's doing this with Hawkinson not doing much. And, uh, man, I, I suddenly wish I had Debo Samuel back. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, it's a good thing talking about you because you pretty much can go over every game, and uh, there's a pretty good chance one of these players is going to be someone that you've either traded or traded for at some point. So, uh, yes, yeah, is, is Debo Samuel kind of the the one that got away here? Uh, no, I, I don't, I basically don't want anybody on that San Francisco team. I got the, the quarterback now, but there's just, it's a cluster, man. I, I, I don't want, you know, I could just spring up out of nowhere and have yeah. a huge game this week. I want no part of that, but yeah, yeah Hey, I, I've traded with, uh, six teams so far this year. <clears throat> I've made six trades. All have been to different teams. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can pretty much look down, up and down most of these rosters and see somebody that I maybe wish I still had. Yeah, yeah, I questioned that trade. I mean, I thought you did the right thing. You kind of picked up some guys off the waiver wire and traded them for uh, Mike Evans, who was a high draft pick, and I thought, you know, that was a good move. But so far, Debo has uh, uh, exceeded expectations, I guess you could say. But I would, I certainly agree with you about the uh, – Shanahanigans that can go on in that San Francisco offense. I'm sort of stuck in that that running back uh, carousel, unfortunately. Um, yeah, other side of the ball here for John B. Not much. Rogers 27, Edwards Elair 22. He's been pretty good, but uh, disappointing. Uh, Cooper Cup kind of fell off. Uh, my brother said he was he was the ultimate sell high guy at before week four i don't know if he's the ultimate sell high guy but um you know down week and that happens with receivers and you know when kelsey doesn't go uh john b has uh has a disappointing week he falls to two and two but you know nothing really he could have done uh, against this uh, cockheads onslaught this week. Yeah, not not when your opponent puts up one sixty, you just say thanks, and uh, I'll be ready to go next week. Yeah, sometimes I think you know if you if you don't have a great week, it's almost better to to play this team and get it out of the way. You know, it's it's, it's not as disappointing if you you know if you were to put up like a good score and go up against one sixty, then that kind of yep. that's a little irksome. But you know, this one, yeah, you shake it off. Hey, I got beat. You know, nobody was beating Paul this week, so. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Better days ahead for the cockheads, we hope. I mean, for the the blue streaks, rather. Paul can't get much better than this. If there's better days than this for the cockheads, then we're all in trouble. 
Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, he took Mahomes early, which is not something I love, but when you can back him up with Eckler and Henry, man, that that's a pretty good uh, one, two, three combo. Debo, like we said, has been playing well. And Cooper, I, that's a whole issue there that we can talk about. But um, And again, with Hawkinson not doing anything, and Paul's team looks pretty good. Uh, what Amari Cooper? What do you think? You're you're you don't like him, or you like him, or uh, well, I mean, I mean you, you've I, been uh, kind of selling off a lot of Cowboys lately. It seems uh, you got rid of uh, Dak. I think you traded Schultz, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I he's only Dak's only thrown the ball like seventy sometimes last three games after fifty some in Week One. I don't think that'll hold. I think they're going to start throwing the ball again. But they're just leaning on that running game. And, I mean, I've got C.D. Lamb, too. And right. um, uh, these receivers, they worry me a little bit. I mean, he got 12, Paul did, from Cooper, but thanks to a touchdown. Um, yeah, they just got to start throwing the ball a little bit. We'll see if they do this week. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I like the offense, but I do agree. You know, Zeke's kind of picked it up a little bit there, um, much to uh, – to, uh, Corpy's benefit, I guess. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, your boy Corpy, another big win coming off the 146, whatever it was last week, 128 this week. He gets the win over you. Sorry, I guess I, I guess that wasn't yeah, that much to your chagrin, I guess I <laughs> yeah, should say, yeah. about uh, the the Elliott resurgence here. But, um, yeah, so he goes for 25, 26 for Herbert, 19 from Robinson, 29 from McLaurin, and a nice kicker week from Corpy there, good for 128. And uh, for you, you got uh, 23 from Allen, 22 from Taylor. Uh, Defense and Gibson got you in double digits, but the uh, receivers kind of let you down. Evans and Lamb combined for only eight points. So, uh, yeah, like you said, that knocked you down to the uh, unfamiliar territory of one and three. So, how how did you feel after this one? Did what did Corpy say? Did did you have a a, a text thread going throughout the day on Sunday? Um, you know, I know yeah, he I, likes to talk that smack. Early on, I said to him, I said, I think you're going to kick my ass. And then Taylor, you know, went a little crazy and. Gibson had a nice game, and, and Allen played okay. And he's like, well, you're staying in it. Um, but after the 4 o'clock, I mean, I, the it, it's terrible to go into a Monday night game when he has a quarterback and receiver playing knowing that you've already lost the game. Like, <laughs> I, I was actually trailing before Herbert and Williams ever played. Yeah. So it sucked. I mean, it was terrible. I was thinking, like, hey, I'm looking forward to a Monday night game. I can sit down and watch it and, you know, have a big rooting interest in it. I want to root against the Chargers. And damn it, if, if – the game was over. My game with Richard was over before I ever cut the game on, so I was not happy. You just get to watch Corpy pile it on. Yeah, well, I didn't watch the game because I was just angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and obviously, you had some reactions to this, so we'll talk about that here when we get to the transactions. Um, some of these players, uh, not long for this world for uh, for the Red Wolves. So. Uh, let's see. Who else scored points this week? Oh, Ron. Big Ron. 130. Gets the big win over Team Onage with 100. Um, the the big dogs receivers really showed out here. DJ Moore, two touchdowns, 100 yards, good for 28. Tyreek Hill, not to be outdone, 186 yards and three touchdowns of his own. Chubb got 15. Lamar got 27. That's good for 130. Um, and I feel like this big dogs team i'm kind of waffling on him after week one i'm like is ron back is this the finally seeing the return of the big dogs and he was down for a couple weeks and now he's back up in the 130s i mean um 
you know, and, and, and he, I guess he made a deal with you too. So there's a lot going on here. But, uh, you know, those receivers, DJ Moore looks like he's for real. Yeah, he does. I, and that was a surprise. I didn't see that coming this year. But Ron goes as Tyreek Hill goes, period. Uh, if you look at him, the two weeks where Hill's been really good, Ron's been really good. The two weeks where Hill's been down, Ron's been down. So um, I made it clear last year I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan, um, mm-hmm. although when he's doing things like, you know, 316 and a touchdown, that's nice. But his his attribute's always been his legs. He had 28 yards rushing this week. But, you know, for Ron um, – and yeah, his team looks a little bit different now, but um, yeah, I think he's going to go as those wide receivers go. Yeah, maybe a uh, QB controversy if you run here. Darnold's been pretty good. I mean, he's 40 last week or uh, this week, uh, 30 the week before that, 300 yards passing in three consecutive games. I think he's got five rushing touchdowns through four games. I mean, that's I- not sustainable, but. Well, especially yeah. with McCaffrey maybe coming back this week, he's not going to keep getting those goal line touches. But in this, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, Ron put up 130, and I guess, I guess nine times out of ten, you'd have gone with Lamar here. But Darnold against the Cowboys and Lamar against Denver, maybe you think about that change. Maybe I mean, I, I you still probably don't do it, but um, and may I, I actually wanted to try and get Darnold from Ron, but he he wouldn't he wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, give him up. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and other side of the ball here for Dave. Um, nobody really going off to the level of DJ Moore, but uh, Wilson got 25, and uh, Camaro, Woods, Diggs, Fant, and Suckup all got uh, between 10 and, and 17. So that's good for 100. And, you know, you score 100, you think you got a decent chance of winning. So Dave's kind of the hard luck loser here this week. He would have beaten a fair amount of teams. And, um, you know, I think. The, 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 the Dak trade, you know, and, and texting with my brother and stuff, we, we didn't really understand it. I mean, and it's kind of, you know, if you've already got Russell Wilson, um, it, it seems like you're just kind of creating a controver- like a QB controversy situation. So he trades for Dak and then doesn't even play him. I mean, you know, I don't, wouldn't have won him the game or anything, but... Um, yeah, we were a little surprised from uh, from old Kleesner on that deal, I think. Uh, I was, too, when he said he had interest in Dak. And, uh, um, uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I was I have been waiting for an injury to try and trade Dak, uh, which was the whole reason I drafted him. Uh, but that injury just wasn't showing up. And, and Dak and Allen both have a week seven bye week. So I was getting my back was against the wall. I had to make a move. Uh-huh. Um, right. So that that was when, when Dave said he was interested. Um, I had to, I had to, you know, go for broke right there. Yeah, I think that was a good move. I, I we'll see, and maybe Dave uh, has something up his sleeve. Maybe he's got a deal uh, that he's working out. I will see. We'll see. You know, seems like nobody can make a trade in this league unless you're involved in it, Micah. So you know, that'll be <laughs> unless he's going to trade Dak back to you. We'll see what happens. Um, and let's see what else happened here. Gambinos, 95. Flag Bros, 93. We had a couple low-scoring games here uh, as uh, Gambinos win, uh, basically by the benefit of the Big D week. Bills D, 25 points against Houston, 40 nothing shutout. And uh, he got a 13-point advantage at D, one by 12. So that was the big difference there. Um, Kyler, 
you know, nice game. Not a great game. Not the Kyler game that we've seen. Uh, but 27 there, 14 from Jefferson, 12 for Mixon, who got banged up. And uh, for Lee, he was led by Montgomery, who also got banged up. So uh, after a 3-0 start, uh, are things looking down for the flag bros here? I, I, uh, I called it on the pod last week. I called the Brady uh, down game. I said uh, Belichick was going to scheme him up, and uh, that seemed to have been the right call. And uh, I nailed that. But uh, are you worried here if you're Lee? Uh, Allen didn't do much, you know, or or you think uh, he can bounce back, you know, better things we would expect from Brady. Uh, And he does have Najee uh, that he can plug into that running back spot. Yeah, um, I mean, Miles Sanders I would just want no part of at this point. And for Brady, the the thing with them is that I'm surprised in that game with New England. Now, I I know uh, Belichick threw everything he could at him and confused him, um, but it was a close game. When you you look at this week, they play the Dolphins. I could see them running all over Miami and Brady only putting up 220 yards, Mm -hmm. you know, two touchdowns, um, but Fournette, or Ronald Jones go for 120 or something and, and score three times. So, yeah, yeah, I would be concerned a little bit. And and the issue right now, I think, for Lee is his backup is Tannehill, who has no receivers. Right. Yeah, that that is definitely true. Yeah, they're, uh, they're beat up in the receiver position. Uh, and for Gambino's here, um, 95 could have been a lot better. He left some points on the bench here. He's uh, hasn't been really been – uh, playing Saquon as number one pick, and he looked good. Had uh, two touchdowns, 100 total yards. Um, Edmonds had 100 yards on the ground, had 18. So um, Gambino's two and two, and uh, pretty good running back depth. I like those running backs. I like you know Barkley, Edmonds, Swift, and uh, Mixon. There, you know, those two are both banged up, but he's got the uh, the guys to plug in. I think that uh, you know things maybe. Looking up here for Gambinas, you know, and yeah, with think, Kyler. Yeah, yeah Kyler's I, crazy. I, I think you're right. And I, any of us would have made the same decision he made when it comes to when it came to Edmonds and Barkley. It wouldn't have played him against the Rams and the Saints, respectively, because they're two good defenses. So, I, I mean, I, we would have all done the same thing that Mike did in this in this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he's got great running back depth that he doesn't want to move. Um, uh, trust me, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah, he's stuck in that Tyler Lockett thing, though. You, we've talked about it, and I know you've talked there. about it. You, you went through it last year, yeah. and you know he's a guy that he, he might score forty for two weeks, and then you won't see double digits again for two months. And and that's why he fell in the draft. That's why I want to know part of him. Um, so yeah, that's something he may. And again, I tried to trade him a, a receiver for a running back, but he didn't want to do it. So. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, you're right about that. And you're definitely right about that that Saquon in that Giants game. I did not see that coming. That <laughs> knocked me out of the survivor pool, man. Oh, I was so mad. I was. I even predicted it because I was like, I almost had the Bengals. And then like, on, and then I, I just couldn't do it. At the last second on like Thursday, I switched it out. I was like, I don't want to lose in this damn survivor pool because I picked the freaking Bengals on a shitty Thursday night game. And then I'm like, for some reason thought that Jameis was the safe pick. I don't know what I was doing there, but you know, it's funny because I had that discussion that I I sent in that text about how, you know, if it goes to the playoffs, uh, you got to have some teams to pick from. So I actually changed my pick before I left work on Thursday evening to the Bengals from the saints. Hmm. 
because I wanted to try and hold on to the Saints as long as I could. And yeah. and I was sweating it out Thursday. I was like, yeah, if they, if oh, they lose to freaking Jacksonville. I was but, so excited. I was like, oh, the Bengals are going to lose. It's going to knock out like over half the thing right now. I'm going to be sitting pretty. And then the, lo and behold, there's freaking Urban Meyer, uh, you know, can't can't do it. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, go oh boy. Do we, you got anything on that? Micah, you're a college football guy. What would you do uh, if you're, uh, with Urban Meyer here? Uh, boy, it looks bad for a whole lot of reasons. I, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Man, the girl was hot. I mean, I'll give him that. She was, she was pretty hot, but geez, don't you can't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. And who doesn't fly back to to Jacksonville with the team? What the hell? That's weird. That's yeah, that's weird. real weird. That is definitely weird. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's still the coach, and if he's not the coach of Jacksonville, I don't know. Is he damaged goods? I mean, you, some college will hire him, I guess. Right? Uh, USC would take him. Who cares about whatever his issues are? You know, they got all those hot co-eds out there in L.A. Jeez, right. he'd, be in, he'd be in heaven. Plenty, plenty of starlets out there. That's right. Yeah, he can go grabbing their ass. Um, all right. Finally. Oh, boy. <laughs> this was oh, the worm burner of the week. This is one of those games. If you had tickets to this one, Micah, you'd be asking for a <laughs> refund at halftime as uh, La Resistance pulled this out 86 to 80 over uh, the previously unbeaten Thaw Nasties. I, I was texting with my brother. I was like, this is one of the most uninspiring wins you're ever going to see is uh, pulled it out on Monday night with Darren Waller, who got 11. But uh, other than the defense... And uh, Hertz, who I think you said had scored some inordinate amount of uh, percentage of my points here. It's just a mess. My kicker got hurt on like the opening kickoff or something. I don't even know. It's just one of those weeks. I mean, I, I had no business winning this game with my ragtag bunch of misfits that I'm throwing out there. This was ugly. Uh, yeah, it, it was a little bit rough, but you know, actually Jalen Hurts has been surprisingly good. Like I, I know you're not a, a high draft pick quarterback type of guy and uh, he scored 120 yeah. points for you over the first four weeks. Oh. Uh, that's 124 of your 367 points. Well, Hurts was the guy that I was targeting because I thought I could get him late and I thought he was, you know, uh, the, the value there. So, you know, that's, that's always my strategy. Um, but it only works if you, can hit on that guy in the mid to late rounds who can be a QB one. Um, and it also is contingent upon you actually drafting guys in the early rounds who score points, which is where I've faltered this year um, with my uh, Calvin Ridley's and Dalvin cook who doesn't play. And, you know, so this, that, that's sort of been my problem, but you know, if I could have hit on a few of those and then had hurts in the, in the mid round quarterback, it would have been a good idea, but. Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But Lucky win here um, for Thaw Nasties, you know, playing without McCaffrey. And, uh, you know, so Stafford got him 23 and Metcalf, Gesicki, and Blankenship in double figures. But, uh, you know, he is uh, desperately awaiting the return of CMC here with Mike Davis and uh, Williams didn't quite uh, didn't quite get it done for him. And, you know, quarterback was the difference. I... I, I Got him by 13 at quarterback and won by six. So that was the tail of the tape. He had a chance to make a move for a running back last week, but um, couldn't come to a deal. So, and and it could have made a difference for him. I don't know, but. You want to yeah. spill the tea on that, Micah? What was the offer on the on the table? Or you don't talk shop well, outside nah, of school here? He, uh, and we can talk about it when we get the transactions. He wanted uh, Taylor, and I wasn't willing to move Taylor. So. Oh. Okay. Well, that's if true. he would if he would have taken Gibson a week ago, 
then uh, he may be the guy to win this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, sometimes it's hard, man. People have uh, – I'm certainly guilty of this. You have an attachment to your guys, and, you know, you, you, you want to see things through. I totally understand that. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on uh, on week four, Micah? Or you just kind of putting this one behind you uh, and and on to the next one? I'm ready to get rid of it and get to get to this week. All right. Well, let's see where we stand here after four weeks. So over in the West, Thonasty's still on top, three and one. Uh, Cockheads, Pats fans, La Resistance, two and two, and your Red Wolves at one and three, but uh, within striking distance, I will say. Uh, in the East, Flag Bros, three and one. Big Dogs, Gambinos, Blue Streaks, two and two, and Team Ownage, one and three. So, um, you know, it's still early. We've got an extra week this year, so anything can happen. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of mediocrity. A lot of what, six of the six out of ten teams are are sitting right at five hundred. So, um, yeah, we will see. And does not look like there's any team that is going to be running out to any uh crazy records like we've seen the last three years i was ownage uh and then you had of course the 13 and 0 and then what whatever 11 and 2 last year and i think ownage was what uh 11 1 and 1 or something the year yep. before that so uh i don't think i see a team that's gonna be you know running away with anything this year I don't remember. I, I looked back on your spreadsheet at how many years there have been teams with double-digit wins, and I don't remember what it is. It's it's probably about 50 to 60% of the years there have been a team in double-digit wins. We have the extra year this year, so that might get another team there. But um, it's going to be uh, – to get 10 wins, you're going to be sitting really pretty. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that extra week factors in. You know, we used to always say – Seven wins guaranteed you a spot in the playoffs. Right. Six, you had a really good chance. Um, I'm not sure that six is going to get you in this year because of the extra week. Yeah, with that extra week, yeah, you really want to get – I mean, I, I'm the king of those six and seven <laughs> backdooring in as the six seed. So, I, yeah, I'm going to have to to pull it together here to get to seven. Um, yeah, and you're right. You know, winning ten games is tough. I, I I've only done it once ever, and that was uh, almost twenty years ago now. So I I do one of these years I'm going to draft a good team and get it together, but it has not happened. So yeah, we'll see. Well, let's um, let's talk moves. I'm here with the move king, the trade king. So let's see how this all went down. Uh, first, we'll talk waivers. As you uh, you had the number two waiver pick, but number one. Onage goes with Damian Williams and drops Miles Gaskin. Uh, Williams was the clear number one, and you know, and this is this move just sort of also speaks to the genius of the trade king because you, 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 I believe you traded for Gaskin, you traded Gaskin, and then Gaskin gets cut. So you basically you you knew this was a distressed asset. You flipped him for some. I don't remember what you traded him for, but you know whatever it is, you basically traded somebody that is waiver wire fodder and got something for it. And that, and and you wonder why Mike is the trade king. That's how he does it. Uh, I trade him. He was actually in the move that Dave and I made last week in the Dak Prescott deal. Right. Um, so yeah, Malcolm Brown was getting so many goal line carries. Uh, in in Miami, they're playing from behind, so I, I just wanted to. But he was still, you know, a number one, so I wanted to try and sell him as quickly as I could, and got lucky. And there you go. That's it. But yeah, damn, Damian Williams was the number one. That was my number one guy. Uh, so here you are, Micah. You're back. You're number two. Fournette in, Gordon out. Uh, Fournette looks like he's 
got a hold on the uh, the number one running back job in Tampa Bay. Has a good matchup this week. We'll see if you're uh, you're looking that way. But uh, you know, as much as anyone can have it, the number one job locked down in Tampa Bay. That's kind of another bit of a, a cluster from time to time. But I think that was the the right pick there. You're you're a fumble away from being in the doghouse with Bruce Arians, but he looked really good last week. He's looked good the last couple of weeks uh, in the past game, and they're going to play with a lead so much of the time. This was a depth move for me. He's a guy that I hopefully can plug in if I need to on a bye week or an injury. Um, that was the real reason. Um, I just think having that depth at running back is so key. This is uh, Leonard Fournette goes off in uh, against the Dolphins this week, and then the the you know this is a classic. Mike is uh, selling this guy. I know I know what's going on here. We know what's happening, but that's a good thing, man. I'm like I look at your team and I'm like, well, you got four running backs. I got like one and a half with <laughs> Cook and Madison. That's like one combined. I got nothing, man. I'm I'm jealous. Uh, Let's see here. So I was after that. Cordero Patterson in. He's been floating on the wire for a while. He's been scoring touchdowns about, uh, seems like 50% of the time he touches the ball. He's in. Cortland Sutton out. I mean, you know, I'm just taking a shot here, you know, that this isn't a fluke and we'll see what happens. That's, you know, what can you do? He was the next on my on my list. I had him as my number two waiver pick behind Fournette. Um, I didn't think he would get to me. Um, so I think it's a good move. I, that whole Broncos team is, is garbage. And now with Bridgewater hurt, uh, I think cutting bait on Sutton was, was the best thing you could do there. Yeah. I mean, I played him a couple weeks. He had a big week too. I picked him up and then he's done nothing the two weeks I had him. So we'll see. I have, uh, I have reached out to the commissioners, um, to see, about adding running back eligibility to Cordero Patterson. I have not gotten a conclusive answer to that yet. I feel like that would be controversial. I might need uh, CBS to uh, to issue an edict uh, on that. I know a couple years ago they did add uh, eligibility for him. Um, you know, with my... Although now with Ridley missing time, I probably need him at wide receiver if he's not going to make the trip. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It- it's funny. I wanted to ask him. I wanted to post something about that, but like, could he get running back eligibility? But I didn't want to tip anybody off that that's who I wanted. Right. So I, I was uh, hesitant to do that. And then I went back and looked at his stats this week. He only had like three or four carries, five maybe carries this week. A lot of his damage was done through the air. So yeah. I kind of thought that my argument to make him a running back I mean, didn't hold much water. There. He's a running back in the same way that like a, you know James White or any of these other pass True. catchers are running backs. You know, I mean he gets carries. You know, he gets five or six carries. But you know, uh, yeah, we'll see. Right now, I probably need the receiver as much as I need the running back. The way my guys are dropping like flies here. Uh, let's see, Pats fan, D move, Cardinals in, Titans out, big dogs. Tight ends, Jared Cook in, Austin Hooper out. I was kind of surprised Cook was still on the waiver wire uh, in a league where uh, you have to have two. Um, yeah, he had a good game last game. Yeah, I dropped him a couple of weeks ago. Okay, well, I guess that explains that. <laughs> uh, let's see, Thonasties, Ertz in, Conklin out. Um, Flag Bros, Latavius Murray in, Chase Claypool out. Uh, this is just, this just bothered me. I was a... I was a Tyson Williams guy. I, I liked what I saw after week one, and then they just just uh, deactivated him, didn't you know, in week four, and went with the the old head squad with uh, Latavius and Le'Veon Bell. So you know, if Latavius is going to get 
get the number one running back carries, I guess he can fall into the end zone as well as anybody else. So yeah, you're still you're playing second fiddle Lamar anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another one. There's just a lot of these. Yeah, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, yeah, the the, the Ravens. It's just a it's just a mess. Uh, team ownage: Jacoby Myers in, Michael Pittman out. Jacoby Myers, um, I believe, Micah has the NFL record for the most receptions without scoring a touchdown. Were you aware of this statistic? I knew he hadn't scored a touchdown. I didn't know that it was the most without a touchdown, but he, I knew he hadn't been in the end zone. And but you'd think he'd fall in at least one time. It's like not even close. I think. I think he has like double the number two or something. He has like over a hundred career receptions without a touchdown, and the number two is like fifty something. I think. I don't know. It's incredible. Yeah, that's a that's not a stat you want necessarily, <laughs> but something. Uh, Red Wolves back at it. Trey Lance in, Baker Mayfield out. Uh, I like this. I had a I had a claim in on Trey Lance. I was very disappointed to see that you had uh, snaked him up right ahead of me. But uh, yeah, good move. Uh, any thoughts on that, or are you just gonna, no? Uh, no, I yeah, mean, he, I mean, we don't have to talk about everybody. I'm just nah, kinda... he he was my number one move until about eight o'clock, and I made the switch to put Fournette first because i wanted the running back depth figured i could go get somebody i mean trey lance if he's there in week seven and he's starting he'll play if he's not then he won't so right he's a bi-week replacement um for me uh hopefully and finally uh last waiver move and d move here for thought nasties with the vikings in Bengals out uh micah back post waiver always the first post waiver from the r skins this one a little later this was not a 4 a.m move you must have slept in you waited till seven you go raiders in bears d out and finally all right well not finally but the first trade this is why we're here red wolves and thonassies get together as uh micah you acquired deandre hopkins for antonio gibson so antonio gibson i believe was your uh, one of your first two picks there right at the turn of the, the one and two, and uh, you have traded him for DeAndre Hopkins. What was the thought process here, and how did this go down? Yeah, so this was uh, – there's a couple of reasons this went down. Number one, I started laying the groundwork for this last week by getting uh, Daryl Henderson from Dave. Um, that, that was the first thing I did. I, I asked probably everybody in the league for a running back. Except maybe you, no offense. You do not have one. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, Jason needed a running back. Um, he and I had talked. He had a bunch of receivers. Um, and, and basically this came down to a couple of things. I didn't want to trade Taylor. Um, that was number one. Number two, Gibson. Um, from a selfish standpoint, he has really hurt my enjoyment of watching Washington football games this year mm. because I just get so damn pissed off when they're trailing early in the game and he didn't get the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so that I, it just pissed me off. And then, uh, his schedule is brutal. Uh, it's a terrible upcoming schedule. They're a def- they're a team that plays from behind. He gets game scripted out of games so quickly. Right. Um, in, in the first, I think three of the first four games, they've allowed a, a touchdown in the first possession this week, they allowed a field goal. So they're always playing from behind. Um, he has very little in that passing game. And then looking ahead at the schedule where they've got, the Saints this week, Green Bay's on the schedule, Kansas City's on the schedule, Dallas is on the schedule a couple of times. It's terrible. And yeah. um, from from just a game script standpoint, um, so honestly, about 7.30 yesterday morning, I offered this trade to Jason. He and I had talked. I didn't know if he would take it. 
Um, I knew I wasn't getting DK, which is who I wanted. Yeah. Um, but Hopkins was there, and I think he's better things are in store for him. So I just said, you know what? Um, yeah, there, Gibson is just not getting it done for me, and uh, I don't think he's going to get it done because of that schedule. So uh, I had to make a move. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great move. I, you know, I, I was looking the same way, but only – Better offer than whatever I was going to put on the table because I was like, well, Lance has CMC. Maybe I can try to be like, hey, you want Chuba? Do like the Micah, Tony Pollard move or, hey, you want – or, you know, getting uh, Madison to me. Like, hey, you want this handcuff here, you know. But I'm like, he's not going to trade DeAndre Hopkins for a freaking backup running back. So I think, you know, Lance made out good. This was a fair trade. Uh, Yeah. Um. Let's see. So we got more waivers. Moss was in. Zach Moss was in for Big Dogs. Will Fuller out. He's on IR. And then another trade. And that that kind of set up uh, four minutes later, the big trade is announced. The four-player as uh, you trade Allen Robinson and Dalton Schultz to Damian Harris and Robert Tunyon as uh, Allen Robinson continues his journey to eventually be on every H-Berg FFL team this year. I had seen enough he was i had him on i have three fantasy football teams and i had him on all three of them and i just couldn't take it i traded him to you and then uh, i guess you'd seen enough after a couple weeks i thought this was a good trade for you too i mean you know you're getting a start another starting running back depth move when when i got hopkins um i had four receivers um and I'm, i can only play two with hopkins lamb and evans um, and I really wanted to give myself a little insurance at, at running back. Dalton Schultz, I just wanted to trade him when I could maybe get something for him. Tunyon will come around. So um, uh, Ron and I actually had talked about this same deal on uh, Tuesday before waivers, except instead of Robinson, it was Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled back because I knew I wanted to drop Gordon uh, for Fournette if I got him. And, right. uh, yeah, that all worked out. Well, yeah, another good one. Uh, Red Wolves, uh, the the kicker stash move. Will Lutz in and Dustin Hopkins out. I like that. Forward thinking, I guess we would say, Micah. Uh, Hopkins missed two extra points. That was all there was to it. Oh, is that true? Okay. I didn't see much of that one. Uh, You didn't miss anything. I was in a uh, childbirth prep class on Sunday, so I missed the uh, a lot of the slate of NFL action. So shouldn't yeah, they schedule those for you know not Sundays? I, that's probably why it was uh, the only one available that we could get into on short notice. <laughs> I got you. you know, I got all you. the all the uh, the baby daddies uh, didn't want to be there. So I got you. Uh, and finally, uh, Pat's fan Cameron Braid in and. Pat Fryermuth out. Oh, that's sad. I like Pat. I like saying Fryermuth on the uh, on the pod. He's become the new Humanamanumi. So <laughs> it's a good move, exciting. though. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Um, all right, Mike. Can I take a quick break and we yep. will come back and uh, wrap this baby up? Preview week yep. five. All right, we are back. FFL podcast. Uh, I was just talking about childbirth prep classes with the trade king micah morris micah i I guess i i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you as a father yourself do you have any advice to uh for a a soon-to-be first-time dad yeah well hashtag girl dad enjoy it when they when they can't back talk you uh uh, no it's it's fun it's 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 a blast and uh 
uh enjoy it because they grow up way too damn fast that's what everybody says well yeah i'm not getting any younger so you know yeah they they'll uh i'll be be the old old dad at the at the uh at the park i guess chasing after these this kid i already said these kids i'm already got number two we were you know my wife stephanie she's like talking about number two before and now that she's like you know after going through pregnancy it's like she's like i don't know if i want to do this again you know it doesn't seem like fun i have a newfound respect for uh for the female species here yeah me too it uh and then and then you know being being there for the birth i just make sure if it you know when 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 both my kids were born i was behind the head i didn't want to be anywhere near <laughs> with the action so, yeah uh, yeah, so we had to watch a video where they like were showing the birth and they like uh, put like the mirror up so you could see like what was going on. Did you have that? You weren't you no. weren't interested in that? No, 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 okay. I was not interested. <laughs> that way you could you could hold the hand and still see everything. Yeah, I didn't need to see anything, so I was happy just holding the hand and making sure I was sitting down before I hit the floor. Yeah, good. All right, well let's uh, let's uh, look at week five and we'll get you out of here, my man. Uh, all right, let's see what's happening. All right, we got Team Ownage against Blue Streaks. Uh, Blue Streaks are a slight guru underdog. Blue Streaks are going Rogers, Edwards Elaire, Aaron Jones, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, Kelsey, Myers, Buccaneers defense. Uh, I think that's unchanged from last week. Um, for Ownage, he does have Dak in this week. They're playing the Giants, so we'll see if that pays off. Uh, Williams in against the Raiders off of the waiver wire, the number one waiver wire guy. Kamara against your uh, your Washington defense, which has been a bit of a disappointment, I would say. Uh, Myers, Diggs, Fant, Suckup, and the Patriots defense. Anything uh, about this jump out at you that would make you lean one way or the other here? Yeah, um, it's tough. I mean, that, that quarterback issue i dealt with it for four weeks and hated it and never knowing who to start it's a it's a toss-up here i guess for dave you're looking at the giant i mean uh, Dak is at home against the giants uh, instead of instead of russell against the rams um yeah. I, i'm i'm a little surprised if i had to say one thing that surprises me um and i guess maybe he's doing it because he wants to see what happened with aj brown not playing robert woods tonight sean mcveigh wants to get him more involved mm -hmm. so i gotta think that Woods is going to have a matter of fact, I bet on Woods to have a really good game tonight um, on FanDuel. But, you know, I, I, uh, and, and maybe he's making the decision to not play Woods because Brown was back at practice today. Um, I, I'm, I'm surprised if he stays with Jacoby Myers. I, I really would be am. too. Yeah. If AJ Brown doesn't have an injury designation, which he does not right now, um, yeah, you think you'd see him. I do think, uh, yeah, very fortuitous of him to get Williams to be able to plug in with Carson banged up here. Um, yeah, this is tough. I think I would lean... Oh, boy. I, I think I'm leaning Ownage slightly here. I mean, are we... It seems like we're due for a Diggs breakout, and, and that should be a shootout against Kansas City. Um, you know, it's tough though. You know, if Cooper Cup goes off tonight against that soft Seattle secondary, um, then I could look like a fool. But um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Ownage. I like Williams. I like uh, I think Kamara could have a nice game against Washington um, unless their D gets it together. So I'm gonna take Dave. I think this is gonna be close though. 
I think it's going to be close. I'm with you. Um, I think I'm taking Dave as well, only based on the fact that I don't think Rodgers and Jones are both going to put up big numbers in this game. I don't think there's going to be enough. I know the over-under is 50 and a half, but I just don't see that game. And maybe Rodgers throws three touchdowns to get him up big, but I just don't see both he and Jones putting up big numbers uh, in this game against Cincinnati. I, I don't like Edwards Elair against Buffalo. I don't like Kelsey against Buffalo, and I'm with you. I think Diggs is, is prime for a big game, and um, and and if he does put Brown in there um, uh, against Jacksonville, I think he could have a nice game. So I'm going Dave here. It seems like you got to play Brown against Jacksonville. I, I, mean, I would think so. Playing. Yeah, it's early, so we'll see. I'm I'm, I'm projecting. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Thought Nasties three and one. Cockheads two and two, but the Cockheads are a sixty-eight percent guru favorite, um, and you know what you're getting from Paul. It's Mahomes, Henry, Eckler, Debo, uh, Hollywood. A lot of fun names on that team. Hollywood, Debo, Hawkinson. He is banged up. Carlson in the Saints defense. Uh, I should say Henry against Jacksonville, which just feels like. It feels unfair that Derrick Henry's going from like the Jets to the Jags. <laughs> sure. I mean, this is just nasty. That's a, that feels like another 200 yard game there uh, for Thon Nasties. Stafford, uh, Davis, and Gibson right now, the newly acquired Gibson, Metcalf, Chase, Gasicki, Prater, and the Vikings. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of this game hinges on whether or not McCaffrey's going to be able to play. Um, you know, I do think. Uh, you know, if Mike Davis was ever going to do anything against the Jets, if he's forced into action here, uh, that's as good of a chance as any. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm not going against the guru here. Not, you know, Mahomes, Henry, Eckler. Yeah, it's this is Paul. Um, and, uh, you know, Paul, this could be – I don't know if he's going to get the 160, but he could, he, could, he could put up a big number again here. How often do you see a running back guru in 23 – like uh like Henry is. That's insane. That's a soft matchup. He's just gonna have a field day on Sunday against Jacksonville. Um I, I don't love the Mahomes matchup and I do like Stafford tonight. Uh, I hate the Gibson matchup against the Saints. I think this is Paul all day long. Yeah. Stafford could have a nice game, you know, he could get Lance out to a nice uh nice little lead here tonight. But um yeah, just you know, especially with if McCaffrey doesn't play, I mean Derrick Henry, you know, he could outscore these two running backs that Lance has by himself pretty easily, I think. So this this uh, this could be could be a big blowout win for Paul. Uh, big dogs two and two, Gambinos two and two. Big dogs a slight fifty six percent guru favorite. Ron's got uh, Lamar Chubb, Jacobs uh, who is banged up. I think he's uh, tracking to play. Last I saw Hill and Moore, who I like. Uh, Dalton Schultz, newly acquired. Justin Tucker in the Panthers' defense for uh, for the Shark. Saquon is in. He's finally getting some run. Uh, Kyler, of course, Mixon right now. We'll see. Um, this is a tricky spot for uh, for the Ghost. He's got Mixon, uh, Edmonds, and Swift all with uh, injury designations at the moment. Justin Jefferson, Tyler Lockett, Pitts, Folk, and the Bills' defense. Um, anything standing out to you here, Micah? I know yeah, you, you seem to be down on the on the Chiefs. Are you down on Tyreek Hill against Buffalo too? Uh, I, I Buffalo's a good defense, um, I, but I think that's going to be a shootout. 
Um, I think with Mike, I, I think Pitts will have a big game uh, because basically there are very few other targets for Matt Ryan. I know you have Cordell pa- uh, Cord- Cordero Patterson or whatever, yeah. um, but but Pitts might be the guy he has to lean on with no Calvin Ridley uh, yeah. this week. I'm a little surprised uh, if you look at Swift and Mixon. I know Mixon has a little banged up. Um, I, they're both going to have to be big in the running and the passing game, um, for their respective teams. Maybe a little surprised you don't see Swift in there against the Vikings, but look, I, who am I to, to judge somebody? He's got a better record than I do. Um, I think though, I, I, I don't Tyreek, think Mixon's playing. I don't, I, I don't think he's going to play. This seems to be like. This happened last year, I think, where he kind of got nicked up, and then it was like week to week, and he was out for a long time. Yeah, yeah I think we'll see Swift. I have a feeling. If, if Swift is playing, I think we'll see him in the lineup. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I don't like Josh Jacobs. I think there's too many questions there. Um, I'm still not a believer in Moore, although he's had a nice year. I think Tyreek is a lot like uh, Tyler Lockett at times, where he can go from 43 to 4. Um yeah, I, th- I think I don't like the Bills' defense against Kansas City, but um, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going Mike. I I just Kyler against San Francisco. I think I'm going Mike in this one. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I do. I I feel like if I, if I'm buying Saquon is back, I'm going to agree with you. I don't want to do like me and Corby and we just agree on every game. Here. It's going to be tough. I mean, I'm about to. I have to John B myself and just go five for five. We can just agree on everything. But, yeah, I like the Gambinos in an upset, a guru upset. Uh, Flag Bros, three and one. Pats fan, two and two. Flag Bros, a 54% guru favorite. Um, He's going to go with Tom Brady. Uh, We expected that. Najee is in with uh, Montgomery out. Uh, Latavius Murray against the Colts. Uh, Thielen and Adams, so uh, he's going Thielen over Keenan at the moment. Uh, They're playing Detroit, so uh, that's a little bit of a softer matchup than Keenan against uh, Cleveland. Uh, Dawson Knox, Young Hui Koo, and the Broncos defense in a nice matchup against a washed-up Ben Roethlisberger. For Pats fan, Kirk Cousins is in, Um, so he's... I have this same situation in a, a, another league where I've got Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert, and I'm kind of trying to decide. Uh, but he's got Cousins in at the moment against Detroit instead of uh, Herbert against Cleveland. Uh, Robinson and Elliott, McLaurin, Mike Williams, Brait, Bass, and the Steelers. So um, I, I, th- I, I feel like James Robinson's going to have a nice game against Tennessee. Uh, he's been looking pretty good. Uh, I feel like Zeke is back. He's going to have a good game here. Um, yeah, I think I'm going Pat's fan, uh, even though the guru's telling me otherwise. What do you think? Um, I, yeah, look, this feels like in this, in this Minnesota game, it feels like a Dalvin Cook game. And God, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, because uh, you've got Dalvin, but it just feels like a, a running game for them. It's interesting that um, right now, if you look at this, um, uh, uh, Lee's got Thielen in, so that's going to sort of everything that Thielen does. Cousins is going to get some points for. Um, I hate when that happens. A little cancel um, out. Do you believe in that? Are you a cancel out guy, or are you just I, play no, your I best am. guys? You do. You do put some I, stock into that. 
it, it, it's why I played. Uh, yeah, no, I, I the, the first week um, I had Mark Andrews and Ron had uh, Lamar. I hated it. Um, I, I am a I am a cancel out guy, and I hate when it happens when I have the receiver playing somebody that has the running back. Um, I, I can't stand it. So, um, I don't think Brady puts up thirty two because I think they may run the ball too. Mm-hmm. I do like Najee Harris. Um, flip a coin, I think I'm going to go. If Richard makes a change to Herbert, I'm definitely going Richard. Um, Cause I'm not a big, like I said, believer in cousins. So um, you know what the hell with it? I'm going to take Lee this week. All right. Yeah. That the guru is a little crazy here with that. Cousins yeah. is guru in a 31 and, and uh, Herbert's only in 19. That seems like a big spread to me. That seems a little, especially off. coming off the game Herbert had on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I know Cleveland, their defense in a pass rush is, is better than what he faced last time, but that seems like a big spread. Uh, and finally, oh boy, this could get ugly. It's MM's Red Wolves, one and three. La Resistance, two and two. Red Wolves, a 52% guru favorite. Um, Josh Allen against Kansas City. Uh, I already said I think that's a shootout. Taylor against Baltimore. Uh, Henderson is Micah just continues his thing of just getting the I, I like your strategy you seem to like trade for the running back the week that they're going to play the Seahawks that seems to be like your thing I although you cut I think you cut Sermon before you actually played against them but um, it's it's not a bad strategy if you can keep pulling that off I like it I just want as many as many uh, running backs as like as I can get that are going to touch the football. That's all it yeah. is. I just got lucky this week. I got to admit, I never bought into Henderson. I mean, as a Rams fan, I just uh, and, and it, maybe it wasn't a question of talent. I think maybe I just never thought he would actually stay healthy. But he seems to be, you know, when he's in there and he's getting the majority of the work, he's definitely uh, talented. Uh, Hopkins, newly acquired Hopkins for you here against San Francisco. Evans against Miami, Andrews and Gay and the Raiders defense. Um, so that looks pretty good for me. This is where things all sorts uh, all start to fall apart. Hurts we like. Um, Chuba Hubbard at the moment. We'll see if he plays. Uh, I'm not. I'm not 100 sold. I know McCaffrey's been practicing. I'm not sure. I'm hoping he doesn't play. I, I'm hoping I can get one more week out of Chuba. Uh, Dalvin is not practicing. We will see if he plays. Um, I, I guess I'd like, I don't even know what I want. I it's almost like I would, you know, against Detroit, you like that matchup, but it's like, I, I don't even know what's better. Would I rather have like a hundred percent Madison rather than like a, you know, banged up Dalvin? I'm not sure. Uh, Cordero Patterson against the Jets. Uh, and this is where I'm really in trouble. I've got T. Higgins as my only other receiver. He's banged up. We'll see. Might have to make a move. Waller, Zerline, and the Ravens defense. So uh, I, I don't think this game should be as close as the Guru is projecting it. I would have you as much more of a favorite here just based on all of the uncertainty around my team. Um I'm I'm not gonna John B myself. I don't. I'm trying to think of the scenario that could get me to win this game. It most likely involves a, an early injury to Daryl Henderson. I can't really see any other scenario here, unless uh, Cordero scores six touchdowns this week. <laughs> I definitely need to win at tight end. I need Waller to have a big game. 
um, and, and Andrews to not have a big game. So you know maybe Wentz throws a few interceptions and in, uh, Baltimore gets a couple pick sixes. I don't know. It's a long shot. Um, if I was a betting man, I would bet on the Arskins. Oh, Arskins. Excuse me. Red Wolves. Red Wolves. Old habits die hard. Uh, Mike, I assume you agree with me on that. Oh yeah, I mean I've I've got to take my team. Um, I, I like Allen's matchup, but I, but I you know look every time Henderson touches the ball, I'm gonna be scared shitless tonight. Um, and and uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm betting on a Hopkins breakout game this week. Um, you know, 170 yards, three touchdowns, maybe 130 yards, three touchdowns, something like that would wow. be really nice. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, you're but definitely I winning if that happens. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't I. That would be, uh, as I said, I think I've got, what, like 46 points combined for my starting receivers through four games or something something horrific. So, yeah, you, if, if, you, if your one receiver scores more points in one game than I've had for the whole season, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're uh, at 49 for the season. 49, so, uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, – I, I was yeah. selling myself short there. <laughs> and, and, boy, I couldn't believe when I, when I saw today where Ridley didn't travel. I, I mean, you know, I kind of – you still have Patterson though, and you're right. He could score. Hell, he could score six touchdowns. Well, um, in a way, I mean, that was the thing that I hated about picking up Patterson because I'm like, what am I going to do here? I've got Ridley and Patterson, and that's really going to be my starting receivers. Is going to be two receivers on one of the worst offenses I've ever <laughs> seen because I'm subjected. I'm subjected to way too much Falcons down here. Like they're on TV in Atlanta, so like I've. I've been watching them closely, and uh, they maybe looked a little better last week, but it's been painful trying to watch Ridley and like just throw him the damn ball. But yeah, it's it's uh, bad. Everybody looks good again against that Washington defense. So. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I hope. Um, all right, Micah. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, your busy schedule to. Uh, to, to join me. I, I know you've got a big interview coming up with the Broadway coach. I didn't even ask you how the fighting gobblers are doing this season. How, how are things looking? Yeah. yeah, they're three and two. So I can finally talk to you when they got a winning record, uh, nice. big game this week. They open up the district this week against TA. Uh, they don't like each other very much. Um, so no, no love lost there. No, definitely not. So, uh, yeah, we do our interviews on Thursday, our coaches interview on Thursday. So that's where I'm headed in just a few minutes, but right. always good to, to hang out with you and talk H and, and tell, tell everybody, it's going to be like a real podcast. Like do your plugs now, Micah. Like, uh, so tell everybody where they can hear the, uh, the Morris sports network <laughs> and, uh, and tune in on, uh, on Friday evening. Uh, wh- wh- where can we, where can we find you on the, uh, on the internet, on the, on the radio dial? Where, where do we find yeah. this? It's all on the internet gobblers with an S gobblers, sports network.com or Morris broadcasting.com. It's at the same place. And, uh, yeah, have a little fun on Fridays. All right, all you guys, all you crazy guys out there in Aceberg FFL podcast land, tune in to uh, to the to hear Micah and uh, Joe. I already forgot his name. Give him another <laughs> shout out, Joe Paxton. Joe Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, Micah. Hey, have fun, man. Appreciate you joining me. Hey, thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, good all luck right. this week. All right, man. Yeah, we'll talk to you. See ya. All right, see ya. All right bye. <laughs>